Hey there, Buffalo Bills fans. Welcome back to Believe, a Buffalo Bills fan podcast here on buffalorumblings.com and everywhere else you go to check out your Buffalo Bills-related podcasts. My name is John Boccasino, wishing everyone here in Bills Mafia a happy 4th of July. We are recording a podcast during the off-season, and uh, we are going to get you through the holiday weekend with a fun topic that I think Bills fans will want to be discussing. We appreciate so far all of the contributions that our fans have given us this offseason during our podcast, including last week's topic of the Buffalo Bills Wall of Fame. Received a ton of conversations on social media. We appreciate you taking the time to get involved and share your feedbacks, uh, whether it's last week's topic of the next Buffalo Bills Wall of Famer or this week's topic which I will lay out for you in a second. Like I said, my name is John Boccasino. My colleague and cohort, Jamie D'Amico, is off for the holiday weekend, but I am not taking a week off with Bill Eve. No, no, no. You deserve a fine podcast here this holiday weekend. And as we are sitting here, the Bills have about three weeks until they open training camp at St. John Fisher College. And I want to bring back a topic that we discussed last year that I think drew a lot of conversation. And it's about which members of the Bills are most indispensable to the team's success in 2022. What I mean by that is if you take this player off the field, the Bills would have the biggest adverse impact from that player's absence. And clearly in the National Football League, quarterbacks drive the success of a franchise. So as easy as it would be to say, hey, Josh Allen, most indispensable member of the Buffalo Bills. I'm not going to take that easy way out, admitting the fact that he is by far the most valuable member of this Bills franchise. As Josh Allen goes, so go the Buffalo Bills. So with that caveat out of the way, I want to sit down and talk about the most indispensable members of the Bills on offense and defense. And what I'm going to do is lay out for you the expectations for the Bills heading into the 2022 season. And then I'm going to discuss two members on offense and two members on defense that I feel are the most vital, the most essential to Buffalo bringing home that Super Bowl championship. As we all know on the Bill Eve podcast, the Bills are on the cusp of greatness. They're coming off of consecutive AFC East divisional titles, and the Bills finally look like they have all the pieces in place to bring home that elusive Lombardi trophy by winning the franchise's first Super Bowl championship. Like I said earlier, Josh Allen is a big reason why the Bills are the Las Vegas favorites to win the Super Bowl. After years of fruitless searching, Buffalo has finally found its franchise quarterback, and no moment has proven to be too big for Josh Allen. It's been great to see him come up time and time again, rescuing this team from the jaws of defeat by coming up with a big play. Josh Allen raises his game whenever the Bills desperately need him to, and he's really the one reason this team will be a Super Bowl contender year in and year out. He's just 26 years old, and he's directing a potent offense This year should be no different for the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo should be able to roll out a dynamic and prolific offense, another one that should be at the top of the leaderboards, led by its dynamic aerial attack. We all know that Gabriel Davis had his coming out party in the playoffs, but he is part of a very talented wide receiver room led by perennial pro bowler Stephon Diggs. 
There's also Jamison Crowder, who was signed as a slot receiver. There's promising rookie Khalil Shakir. There's Isaiah McKenzie, who is poised to take on a larger share of the offense, which is a scary thought for opposing defenses. The Bills have a ton of playmakers in the passing game. There's also Dawson Knox and OJ Howard, who were signed to give the Bills more versatility to possibly run 12 or even 13 personnel instead of their typical 10 personnel schemes that they ran last year. We saw Devin Singletary really emerge, especially the last eight weeks of the season as RB one. He's more effective and elusive running out of the backfield. And he's also vastly improved as a pass catching back and a blitz picker upper combined with rookie James Cook returner, Zach Moss and free agent signee Duke Johnson. The bills have a balanced and capable backfield. They also have a solid, if not spectacular, starting five along the offensive line. Thanks in part to the development of rookie right tackle Spencer Brown, the steady play of veteran Mitch Morse, and the Pro Bowl play of left tackle Deion Dawkins. Add in free agent signee Roger Saffold and the return of Ryan Bates, and the Bills have their two starting guard spots locked in, which means that Josh Allen and the Bills offense have a chance to win every game they line up. Defensively, general manager Brandon Bean really pushed all of his chips into the center of the table when he acquired future Hall of Fame edge rusher Von Miller. Miller will pair well with Greg Rousseau, A.J. Epinesa, Boogie Basham, and the rest of Buffalo's defensive ends. The Bills also have a quality quartet of defensive tackles in Ed Oliver, Tim Settle, Daquan Jones, and Jordan Phillips. And at linebacker, Tremaine Edmonds is entering a make-or-break year while Matt Milano is one of the best weak side backers in the game. In the secondary, we all know the Bills have Trey White, perennial pro bowler, who is working his way back from an ACL tear. The Bills also use their first-round draft pick on promising rookie Kair Elam to solidify the CB2 spot, while Taron Johnson, Dane Jackson, and Saran Neal give the Bills plenty of depth in the secondary. When you add in Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer, The Bills have one of the best, if not the best, safety tandems in the league and are once again stacked on defense. Add it all up, and last year, the Bills were a mere 13 seconds away from back-to-back trips to the AFC Championship game. Taking that next step will require talent, but it will also require some luck in the injury department. This is something the Bills have excelled at the last two seasons. Last year, Buffalo was the luckiest and the most healthiest team in the National Football League when it came to games missed by their starters. However, as I mentioned earlier, the Bills did lose one of their top players last year to injury. That was cornerback Tredavious White, who suffered that ACL tear in the win over the New Orleans Saints on Thanksgiving. The Bills sure could have used White's steady presence in the playoffs, especially when Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, and Travis Kelsey were shredding Buffalo's defense in that loss in the AFC Divisional Round. Which begs the question, heading into this expectation-heavy season where most Bills fans feel it's Super Bowl or bust, I wanted to talk about which member of the Bills is the most indispensable. Which players can the Bills ill afford to lose if they want to continue on their journey and bring home that coveted Super Bowl championship. Knowing that Brandon Bean has assembled a very talented and deep roster, this was actually a fairly difficult exercise. There are several players that have a great case to make. But in the end, I settled on two offensive players and two defensive players who I feel get the rank of most indispensable heading into the season. The players a team can least afford to lose if they want to be successful. Let's start this talk on offense. 
where I've already mentioned the names of both of the players. And by the way, for the record, this conversation is going to focus solely on starters. It would be kind of an exercise in uh, futility to pick backups who you feel might be the most indispensable. So for this podcast, we're going to talk about starters on offense and defense. And starting with offense, there were two no-brainers. It's wide receiver Stephon Diggs and left tackle Deion Dawkins. Diggs has been someone who went from being a, gr- a, ver- a good, a very good wideout with the Minnesota Vikings to establishing himself as one of the NFL's best in Buffalo. There isn't anything Diggs doesn't do well. He's a terrific route runner who still has the wheels to burn by opposing cornerbacks. But what really sets Diggs apart is his ability to win off the line of scrimmage and with his quick breaks on his routes. Diggs is an excellent pass catcher who doesn't drop passes, and his numbers have been simply incredible since coming to Buffalo. In two seasons with the Bills, Diggs has caught 230 passes for 2,760 yards and 18 touchdowns. He's averaging 115 receptions, 1,380 receiving yards, and nine touchdowns per season. He is as consistent of a wide receiver as there is, as he had six or more catches in 10 of the 17 regular season games, despite drawing the opposition's number one cornerback. He has posted 80 or more receiving yards in a game in 17 of his 33 games here in Buffalo, and he has shown great durability, missing just four games due to injury over the last five seasons. Teams have to focus so much of their attention and energy on slowing down digs that it allows his teammates to find success. Think last year of Gabriel Davis with his coming out party, four touchdown, 201 yard output in the AFC divisional round game against Kansas City. That doesn't happen without the respect that Diggs commands from opposing cornerbacks. If something were to happen to Diggs, which again has not happened so far, only four games missed due to injury over the previous five seasons. But if Diggs were to go down, the Bills would be hard pressed to make up for his absence, no matter how big of a leap. Davis, Jamison Crowder, Isaiah McKenzie, Khalil Shakir, and the rest of Buffalo's wideouts make. Allen has also credited Diggs with helping him stay poised in the biggest moments. That, to me, is why Diggs is the most indispensable bill by far on the offensive side of things. But close behind is Deion Dawkins, who really has proven himself to be everything the Bills wanted out of Josh Allen's blindside protector. It's really a scary thought to think of the state of the Bills' offensive line if Dawkins were to go down and miss any time. Dawkins is one of only five tackles in the league who graded out as a 75 or higher in his pass-blocking metrics over the last five seasons, according to Pro Football Focus. He made his first, he made a Pro Bowl appearance in 2021, and Dawkins has steadily improved every aspect of his game since joining the league. He's a vocal leader on and off the field, and his play and his leadership would be sorely missed if he were to miss any sort of time. While Tommy Doyle might have a bright future in the league, and David Quesenberry has made his fair share of starts, the drop-off from Dawkins to Quesenberry or Doyle would be steep, and it's a thought I don't want to think about, especially come playoff time, when Allen could be forced to scramble more behind a patchwork offensive line. Those are my most indispensable offensive players, but I want to give a quick shout out to two honorable mentions. It's Dawson Knox, the tight end, and Mitch Morse, the center. Now, I know Knox's productivity could be replaced with OJ Howard and Tommy Sweeney, but I think Knox is going to really break through uh, in his fourth season in the league. 
Last year, what he did, 49 receptions, 587 receiving yards, and nine touchdowns proved that he is a strong connection for Josh Allen downfield. He's more well-rounded. He set a franchise mark for touchdown receptions with nine, and only Stephon Diggs had more last year with 10. While he's an emerging tight end, it's also his pass blocking abilities and his protection in the run blocking game as well that makes Knox really a well-rounded weapon who is rounding into form for this Buffalo offense. Were he to go down, the impact that Knox has made as a run blocker on the impact he's made in the passing game downfield, I don't think O.J. Howard could replicate that on his own. And when it comes to Mitch Morse, he's really proven to be such a terrific signing since coming to Buffalo from the Chiefs. He is a reliable starter who played in all 19 games last year. He's a stable force along the line. He's a great communicator from the center spot. But more importantly, Morris makes this list as an honorable mention due to more of what the Bills don't have behind him. Up until last year, Ryan Bates always had the title of backup center. But Bates is now slotted in at the left guard spot. The depth behind Morris is less than stellar. Both Bates and Greg Mance have experience at center, but if Bates moves to center, that takes away from another position along the offensive line, meaning Buffalo's guard play would suffer. And do you really want to see Greg Mance, Greg Van Roten, or even Gasp Cody Ford seeing meaningful reps on the field in January as the Bills are vying for a title? I certainly don't. It's one of the reasons why the Bills fans need to hope that Mitch Morris remains a consistent presence on the field. Now, here on Believe, I want to switch to the defensive side of things. And again, these are no-brainer selections to me. It's linebacker Von Miller and cornerback Tredavious White as my most indispensable members of the Buffalo Bills. Make no mistake about it. If anything happens to Von Miller, the future Pro Football Hall of Famer, Buffalo's Super Bowl chances take a major hit. There were always question marks about Buffalo's ability to get after the quarterback especially versus Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs, where time and time again, the Bills fail to generate enough pressure to get to Mahomes, much less sack him. Miller is the answer to Bills fans' prayers as that coveted missing piece to the Super Bowl puzzle. And even though he just turned 33 years old, Miller prides himself on taking phenomenal care of his body thanks to an intense workout regimen. There's no reason to think Miller will slow down once he's in a Bills uniform. He has 115 and a half sacks in his career, tops amongst all active NFL players, and tied for 31st since 1960. Miller last year had nine and a half sacks in the regular season, and in four playoff games, he had four sacks, including two with four more hurries as the Rams beat the Cincinnati Bengals in the Super Bowl. He had a league-high 22 pressures in the playoffs, according to Pro Football Focus, and the Bills are counting on him making big contributions when it matters most. This is a good thing with Von Miller because he's been incredibly durable and incredibly healthy during his career. He's also been on the field a lot more than the Bills have asked their defensive players to during the Leslie Frazier era. Miller has played 80% of the snaps for the Denver Broncos since 2019. And since he came to the Rams, that number dropped a little bit, but it was still above 75%. The way the Bills have their defensive rotations They average somewhere between 50 and 60% for their high-end defensive ends and defensive tackles, which means Miller's not going to have to play as often as he did with the Broncos or the Rams, and that reduces his chances of getting hurt, 
which is especially important since the Bills are spending more than $20 million a year for Miller to make that impact when the game is on the line. And by the way, in the fourth quarter in overtime last year alone, Miller graded out as the second highest pass rusher in the NFL behind only his teammate Aaron Donald. That's pretty elite company. The expectation is the Bills and Miller will post several seasons of double-digit sack totals during this contract, which should help the Bills immensely in their pursuit of a Super Bowl championship. But if Miller were to miss time, the Bills are now banking on Greg Rousseau, who did have his moments as a rookie, Boogie Basham, and A.J. Epinesa to carry the pass-rushing duties, along with Shaq Lawson, who is better known in the run-stuffing game as of late uh, than being a talented pass-rusher. While each of those players can generate pressure on the quarterback in spurts, no one can produce like Von Miller. That would be a major blow to Buffalo's championship dreams. The other player also would be a major blow, and it's again, Trey White. And while it's true that Buffalo's secondary held its own last regular season once White went down, the same cannot be said for how the cornerbacks fared in the most important game of the season against Patrick Mahomes in the divisional round. Mahomes and the Chiefs shredded Buffalo's secondary for over 400 yards, leading Kansas City to 42 points and ending Buffalo's season early for a second straight year. White's presence is just as important as Miller's to Buffalo's hopes. While all reports indicate White is on schedule to return, the Bills will be wise to ease their all-pro cornerback into action this year. Like Miller, the Bills want White to be on the field when it matters most, especially in the playoffs. Now, thankfully, the Bills chose wisely in the draft, adding athletic and rangy Kair Elam out of Florida in the first round. White and Elam will lead the way at the cornerback spot for the Bills, and White has really made a sterling reputation as a stingy cover cornerback. He ranks third amongst all qualifying cornerbacks in yards per coverage snap allowed since entering the NFL at .87. That's a minuscule number. White can get overly physical from time to time, but he consistently is glued to his man and doesn't often let up big plays or freebies. He's got a savvy knowledge of the game. He's got an incredible nose for the ball, and his football smarts allow him to recover and hold his own and win even the toughest matchups in the league. Last year, in limited time, White allowed a 51.6% completion percentage against him and a 59.9 passer rating all while keeping the receivers out of the end zone. Were White to miss time this year, it would deplete the Bills' secondary and leave them with a relatively inexperienced unit. Dane Jackson, the 2027th round draft pick, has just 10 career starts under his belt, while Taron Johnson is best deployed as a slot corner. That would leave Cam Lewis, this year's sixth rounder Christian Benford, who could play at cornerback or safety, and a pair of undrafted free agents, from the past in Nick McLeod and Elijah Griffin. Now, McLeod did have some pretty solid off-season performances during the team's off-season workouts, but that does not guarantee it's going to carry over once the season begins. The Bills will be relatively thin at their cornerback spot, even though they do have faith in McLeod, Griffin, or Lewis. I would not feel comfortable with Trey White missing time, again, with the Bills being able to bounce back and hold their own in the secondary. Those are my most indispensable bills on defense. I did want to give a quick shout-out, honorable mention style, to both Ed Oliver and Jordan Poyer. To me, I'm glad Jordan Poyer appears to be playing this season because the bills with Poyer and Hyde really do have the league's best safety tandem, 
it's going to be hard pressed to see a season like what Poyer did last year in earning first team all pro honors. He had five interceptions, 93 tackles, three sacks, nine pass breakups, and eight stops behind the line of scrimmage. It was his best year yet, and he gave up only one touchdown in 19 games. He is a stingy member of the safeties in the back end of the field, a 55% completion rate against a 42.2 passer rating. His numbers have been staggering since he's joined the Bills. He's a box safety who can do it all from covering the tight ends and staying with the speedy wideouts to being a solid run stuffer. He gives the defense an invaluable safety blanket in the back end, and his absence would really be harmful to Buffalo's Super Bowl odds, as would Ed Oliver, who is really emerging and coming into his own, leading the Bills charge up the middle of their defense. If any of these players were to miss time, the Bills would suffer. But to me, the biggest impact players the Bills cannot afford to lose, the most indispensable, it's wide receiver Stephon Diggs, left tackle Deion Dawkins on offense, and then it's edge rusher Von Miller and cornerback Trey White on defense. What do you think, Bills Mafia? I've given you my most indispensable members of this Bills team. Who do you believe is the most valuable, the most indispensable member of the Bills heading into the 2022 season? You can comment on this article on buffalorumblings.com. You can also get at me on Twitter. I am at John Boccasino. That's B-O-C-C-A-C. I know. I appreciate your support and you for listening to Believe, a Buffalo Bills fan podcast. Have a great 4th of July holiday weekend, Bills Mafia.